Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Purpose University podcast, your source of inspiration as you seek to create your best life and be your most authentic self. I am your host, Dr. Eve, and I am so glad that you have decided to join me at this time. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to say thank you for checking out the show, and I certainly hope you'll come back for more. So without further ado, let's get into it. I have the absolute privilege of being here today with the founder of I Support Black Businesses, North Carolina, Erica Clark. What's up? What's up? What's up? How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to come onto the show. I have been excited about being able to just connect with you because you are moving and shaking and I want the world to know about it. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so, so very welcome. So, you know, I try not to spend a whole lot of time just talking around things. So let's just go ahead and jump into it. Okay. I want to know from you um, is who you are and what is it that you do? Okay. I am Erica Clark. I am the founder of I Support Bob's. I'm an author. I published my book in 2015, Evolving Into Thyselfie. A lot of people don't know that. And I'm a graduate student in STEM. In STEM? Exactly. What are you doing in STEM? Yeah, so I'm um, computer science. I'm on a, a cybersecurity track. So I'll be graduating May 12th with my uh, master's degree. Nice. Check you out. Okay, with your master's degree. Congratulations, Black woman in STEM. Okay. So um, Thank you. You are a graduate of an HBCU, right? Yes. Okay, where'd you go? I went to St. Augustine's University in Raleigh, North Carolina. Nice, nice. So you first generation graduate, you left graduate school. I mean, I'm sorry, you left St. Augustine. Did you go straight to graduate school? No, I went to go work, of course. Um, I took some time out. It was like three years. Hmm. And then I decided to, I moved, I relocated to Boston for a job. I felt like I was lacking in the in the field. So that's when I decided to go to grad school. Hmm, three years in Boston. So from Raleigh to Boston, how was that for you? Well, I was in Boston one year. I was out of school for three years. Okay, okay. Um, Boston, it was definitely different. It was definitely a culture shock, but honestly, it was like the best. It was like an eye-opener experience for me. Like it, it made me realize like that I needed to further my education by just being around other people. And I realized that I was lacking some things. So um, I left there and applied to grad school and now I'm at North Carolina A&T. Nice, nice, nice. So HBCU to HBCU. <laughs> yes, of course. I, I, I love my HBCU. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I love them too. I absolutely love them. <laughs> so what I'm interested in knowing from you is, you know, what has life been like for you in general, especially as a first generation college graduate? Because that's significant, being that you were the first, like you've definitely broken some barriers, but just because you've got an education doesn't mean that life is just all well and good, you know? Um, right. So talk to us a little bit about what life has looked like for you and if there's anything that just kind of stands out in particular. Honestly, like, you know, graduating, being a first generation, like you you kind of take it for granted. You don't really realize how important that is. Like when I got my degree in sociology from St. Aug, I mean, I walked across the stage, but I didn't realize how powerful that was. And so now, like now, you know, I was a little bit younger, so you really didn't experience a lot. But now being older, I've experienced a lot going through school and I really appreciate this degree. And it, and it means a lot. It's powerful. I could, I could just go on about how life has been. Um, it, some adversity and hardship came my way throughout this getting this degree. But um, mm-hmm. it's been challenging. You know, you got to take it one day at a time. Absolutely. Um, interesting that you mentioned adversity. 
Is there a time that you'd like to share with us for which you face adversity? And maybe how are you able to overcome that adversity? So I started pursuing my master's in 2016. That same year, well, 2017, I lost my grandmother in March. And then in December, I turned around and lost my mother. Mm-hmm. So that was enough in itself. Mind you, almost fell to class my first semester. So <laughs> that was hard. I barely came out of that class, but I made it through. And then on top of that, I was dealing with my grandmother and um, and then my mother's death. So um, I overcame. I don't, I think school and having people around you, like positive people, if people around you are doing something and elevating and making moves, you can't just sit there and be still because you have positive people in your circle. So that's a, that's a big key about who you have around you to uplift Mm -hmm. you. So that's how I made it through. I took it one day at a time and my support system was very strong. Uh, That's awesome. Love that you have a great support system. Was there like any people that you reached out to in particular to keep you going? Um, like how did you build your support team over the years? Um, they kind of came to me, you know, God, God got rid of the people that weren't for me. And then mm. as I started making positive moves, you know, those positive people come in your life. Like when you hang around a group of people, like you stay there, you become complacent, you become stagnant. And once you move away from that and get yourself around like-minded people, the, the support system, it builds itself. So I didn't really have to do anything. God showed me who was there for me. Mm, I love that. So you don't mind me asking, how old are you right now? I am 27. Dope. I love 27. I love odd numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask. Just it's weird. I, I do. <laughs> so at 27, what would you say is the best advice somebody's ever given to you? The best advice somebody's ever given to me. My grandmother always told me to take care of yourself because nobody is going to take care of you better than you. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize that until you go into something like mental health is like a big thing. And that's what I think she meant. Take care of you mentally, mm-hmm. like love yourself, give yourself all the love and nurture. Like that's the that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest advice I can give to somebody. I love that. I was looking online earlier. Mm-hmm. There was a conversation among black women that I saw. And somebody mentioned something about taking a break. And somebody else went back and said, break. And they were like, LOL. And I'm like, yeah, break. We think that we have to conquer Rome in a day, but that's how we wear ourselves out. Right. And, right. you know, what good is a person thinking about 10, 15 years from now if they've <laughs> broken and, and tommed and tattered now? It, it just, it doesn't work. And I wish that we did more, especially as Black women, to take a moment in, in self-care. You know, love on us a little bit because we are no good if we don't, you know? Right. I agree. I uh, love that. Um, so I'm I'm curious, would you say that you are your most authentic self right now? I would have to say so. Of course, there's I'm flawed and there's a lot of, you know, growing and things like that. But I, I, I have to say, I think I am my authentic self right now. Why do you say that? It's just like I'm more awake. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm more open to like my surroundings. Like I realize I, I think differently because of hardship and adversity. Like mm-hmm. before 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been thinking like this. I wouldn't be on this mindset. But experience and growth will change your mentality and it makes you your authentic self. Mm, I love that. So imagine that you were talking to your, your college self, mm-hmm. right? What would you say? to younger Erica about being authentic? I would say just trust the process, trust the journey. You'll become authentic at some point, but you have to go through certain things to get there. Mm, You have to go through certain things to get there. Right. Tell me a little bit more about that. 
think the journey is what molds us to our authentic self. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Like I said, hardship, adversity, challenges, uh, relations, everything builds us to that authentic self. So you have to go through mm. to grow. How have you been able to overcome self-doubt? I'm curious to know that because you're right. Everything is uh, a journey. It's a process. But I'm sure within all that, you may doubt yourself at times. Like, how did you like, uh, nah, I'm good. Yeah, self-doubt, it, it comes like every other day. Sometimes you just like, nah, nah, nah. Self, you, you doubt yourself. It's going to happen, but you have to be the bigger person. You cannot let your mind be a battleground. You have to fight that off. Like, you cannot doubt yourself. You just have to keep going. Like, I listen to um, Eric Thomas a lot in the morning, mm. um, and that's how I got through my grandmother's death because I was working at First Citizens Bank doing an internship over the summer, and I started listening to him. One of my friends told me about him when he was working out and that motivates me like that gets me out of that self-doubting mentality like just affirmations and things like that you got to stay positive absolutely especially as an entrepreneur right right yeah of course it's <laughs> like an emotional roller coaster <laughs> Rhea, tell us a little bit more about your journey as an entrepreneur because it's pretty dope of you as well to be first generation you know you're actually doing a master's in stem so you'll be doing cybersecurity, but yet you have this business that's not necessarily related right um, so how has that been for you and how did you even get to that point of saying, I'm going to do this? So um, what happened was when I published my first book and I released it, launched it, you know, when everything is an idea, you have a strong support system until that idea becomes reality. And then you start seeing people dropping like flies and they're not really supporting you. So that was a, a big thing for me when I launched that book. I realized I did not have the same support as I did before when I was just talking about it, when I was just thinking about it, when it became reality. I lost a few people. I lost a few supporters. So I definitely wanted to make a platform for those that feel unsupported. Mm. And then another reason, um, when I was in Boston, when I first got to Boston, I got denied a second job interview because of my hair. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was that. That's why I said it was definitely a culture shock for me going out there. They liked me. She said we really. She called me. She said we really like you. We want to invite you to a second interview. But um, do you mind uh, if you were to get hired? Do you mind taking your braids out? And that's oh. how naive they are because these are dreadlocks. You know, we can't take these out. Like yeah. that's how naive to our culture that they are. And I'm like ma'am you know these are not um braids i can't take them out she was like well you know do you mind cutting them off like and i'm just like no i'm not i'm not cutting my hair like you'd rather me be bald like no i'm not doing that so um that was another reason and i feel like if we if we are making jobs for our people then they will not have to go through that getting denied jobs because of how they look mm, that's powerful and it makes me think a lot about being the authentic self right mm-hmm think about like you said the journey because I don't think we're always as cognizant about what being able to own our truth looks like right. in terms of what we find our fit in the world and even the fact of you saying that to create jobs for each other because we get it um, there are some cultural components to being who we are that I'm going to say that other people don't understand but it has to be a lived experience um, to fully understand you can empathize but you can't say oh I totally get it uh, exactly. I hate that happened to you. Like, but that's real. Like yeah, that that was real. I was I was I was shocked myself because like like being in Raleigh, North Carolina. I mean, you hear about it, but you 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 never could like relate until like you said it happens to you. And I experienced that, and I was just in total shock. So 
that was that happened when I first got out there. But, you know, something good came my way in spite of that. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You started a business. <laughs> and one that definitely has been uplifting in my, my sphere of things. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and that business, I sat on that idea for two, about two or three years, though. Like, it didn't just, like, I, I've been wanting to start it, but I had to sit on it and think about it and, and, you know, put everything into perspective. I didn't actually launch this business until after my grandmother passed away because I needed something positive to cope. And I think my business got me through and it actually took off. Like, it, that was my happy place during that time. Like, that was that was my baby. Like, that, that helped me grow. Hmm, really? Yes, I launched it like as soon as I started working. So my grandmother passed away in March. Um, I started working at First Citizens Bank that May. And then I was like, you know what? I'm tired of thinking about it. I need to launch this because I need my mind to be in a positive place because I don't want to sit here sad and dwell and I don't want to do that. So I launched the business and I put all my focus into that. And from there, it's, it's doing pretty good. I, I didn't expect it to, you know, blow up like it did. Mm. But it did because it yeah. was definitely purposeful as well. Right, right. Definitely with a good intention. Right, right. I, I love that a lot. So I'm, I'm curious even from, you know, because again, it's really the first generation thing that fascinates me and even those who'd be listening in terms of being able to navigate. So mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, have there been any things that you've identified that have been special you as a first generation college graduate? Um, because again, you come from a background that may not, you know, it's not educated, uh, mm-hmm. may have even been a bit of hardship there. And then mm-hmm. you go off and get education. Like, yeah, I have the capacity to do a lot of great things. But then I graduate and boop, here's the world again. <laughs> um, now I have to make it on my own. Like, how have you been able to move as a first year entrepreneur? Oh, that's a tough one right there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, sometimes you don't know. It's just, it just, it, everything works out and it, opportunity just comes your way and it, and it allows you to move. Like the, the opportunity just sit there and wait for you. Like I, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know how I just been making it. You just, that's all good. Sometimes you just got to make it right. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> you just do it, but see your action, right? Your action based. So it seems yeah. like. You just kind of take, you don't sit around and wait for things to happen for you. That's what it also seems like. You go out and make it happen. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. I love that. Definitely love that. So just imagine that, again, we're talking to younger Erica, the one who's in college, right? Mm-hmm. Baby, just about to graduate and pledge, feeling yourself, you know, it's everything great's happening. And then it's like, what happens next? What would you tell young Erica about living her best life? I would tell young Erica don't take life for granted and you know because we tend to do that when we're young we take a lot of things for granted I would I would tell her don't take life for granted like make great memories out of every high and every low every high and every low because it's a lesson in the lows and we and we and when we're young we don't realize that we are so oblivious to the things that go on around us just just because that's how our that's how our mind is wired at that time we are blind to our lows not realizing they are lessons mm, that's powerful i love that greatness in the lows because yeah you don't ever think that the low moments can be good moments <laughs> but it takes reflecting on them that you realize that they are that's right. real dope that's real dope um, so as we're wrapping up, I'm curious to know what's next for you. 
Um, I'll be graduating in May, May 12th is that is that date. I'm just waiting to see that light at the end of the tunnel. And hey. then um I will be relocating um to to Atlanta in um a engineering and operations position. Wow, congrats, congrats. Thank you. Congrats very much. So and so at this point, if there's any piece of advice or worded wisdom or quote, any thought that you'd want to leave with listeners, what would that be? Remain true, remain humble, keep positive people around you. Like that's like people don't understand. You need these positive people around you. That's that that is a big part of getting you through your journey. And stay focused and live your best life. Absolutely. Well, Erica, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me on the Purpose University podcast. Definitely looking forward to making a difference in the lives of those who listen to this show. And your wisdom has been profound and it is definitely appreciated. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, always, always. Until next time, I'll chat with you soon. Until next time. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in. Before you go, just a few things to note. Uh, First and foremost, let's get connected on Instagram and or LinkedIn. You can find me at E-V-E-H-U-D-S-O-N-P-H-D on both social networks. Don't forget to head over to check out my site at www.evehudsonphd.com. And if you should decide to purchase a book or apparel just for listening to this podcast, you get 10% off of your order. Just use the code podcast when you check out. Last but certainly not the least, in all that you do, remember to be resilient, authentic, and intentional. I'm out.